Welcome back, DGI Multiverse. I'm DGI Mark, and I have my uh, partner in crime back with me today, uh, Charlie, on the other end. Uh, like he's alluded to so many times when we do these remote recordings, he's in another portion of the multiverse. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, he's in sector. I don't know, whatever your area code is up there. Uh, well, it's technically, I mean, we're still in 2814, so... But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we're going to dive into our Hot Off the Press issue today, uh, issue number 16, uh, on this fine new Comic Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk about what we're getting, what we got the previous two weeks in red, and we'll dive into a little bit of what, you know, we're picking up today. Um we hope you guys have been enjoying a lot of the stuff that's been coming out lately because I think DC is putting out a lot of good stuff. Um, but we are going to do a little surprise today, and we might even get to talk about a Marvel series that's picking back up. Um, so I think we'll start off with the uh, two weeks ago, uh, Batman number 99. Obviously, we are looking at the, you know, the... I guess the semi-final before the conclusion of the sequel of the the not the sequel the um, sequence of events um, the culminate Joker War. Uh, I think it's it's still running great. Um, I, I, the story's well done. It's put together well. It's 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 not drawing. It, it doesn't seem like it's drawing it out very much. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I liked how they. Uh how they pulled it all together. Uh, I, I enjoyed the ending, you know, uh, to, to see where we're going from there. Um, you know, it's one of those, the book has been, uh, the, or this, this arc has been good. Right. And you feel that Batman is, uh, is going to come out on top of all of this. Yes. It's just what happens to Joker. What's the cost? Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, I, and, and like I said, James and and they're, they're, they continue to deliver uh, every other week. Obviously, ninety nine also came out the same day as um, Detective Ten Twenty Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we might did we talk about ninety nine in the previous issue? Yeah, we did. Uh, it, they gave us this like nice big gap between. Uh, between 99 and 100. Um, so then the, I, I don't know why. So then what, what, what did we want? What did we, what were we reading in our, in our, our off week two weeks ago? Um, cause obviously we did, you know, we did detective 1027 and then we did, I'm just trying to pull up my pool lists. Um, yeah. Like for, because for me, the only thing that I've gotten to in the past, so since the last time we recorded was, uh, Three jokers. Okay. So we got last week. So detective. Da, 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 da. So last week would have been. Oh, okay, yeah. So we, we, we did have an, we did have a little break. So that was speed metal week. So I'm 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 not losing my mind completely. Um Yeah, so so we had speed metal um that week. 
we did not have Batman 99. But it's still good to bring up Batman 99 because obviously we're going to talk about Batman 100 when we talk about next week's pools. Um, Speed Metal. Um, that's why I remember Speed Metal because I spoke about it in our lost episode of DJI TV. <laughs> so uh, as far as Speed Metal goes, it's one of the best conclusions to a Flash arc that I can remember. Now, Josh, Joshua Williamson is writing, he's been writing Flash all of Rebirth. And through thick and thin, he's had some down moments in it, but most of them are, are, are pretty high. Um, he made, a, you know, he made a comment on Twitter the other day, like, you know, between that and I think Flash, like 742, I think they were his last two stories, so to speak. Um, but he basically pushed Wally West back into the main role um, instead of Barry Allen. And obviously, Wally West has been kind of like the DC multiverse lightning rod through the whole rebirth arc, whether it was with the button, whether it was with um, um, Doomsday Clock, whether it's now with all the, the dark multiverse stuff. Um, he's kind of like the guy that is kind of like the, the center point for the universe, so to speak. So it's cool to see him get more you know, more of a, a, a prominent role, so to speak. Um, obviously, in the book, you had Kid Flash, um, or obviously Wally's technically Kid Flash, but you had the, right. you had Wally West 2.0 is what I call him. Um, and then you had uh, Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, and Wally, and you know, Wally West 1.0, basically trying to outrun the Batman who laughs and all the speedsters that he has created through the trips through the dark, dark multiverse. And um, at some point they realize, like, he realizes, you know, Wally West, like, we can't keep running. Like, we have to face our, we have to face this head on. And he realizes that he needs to get back to the, Mo the Mobius chair because that's where he got his power, his, his, like, Dr. Manhattan powers from. He needs to get back to that chair to regain control of the of the multiverse essentially and so they do a 180 and they run straight through and basically flash jay garrick and wally west 2.0 all sacrifice themselves so that wally can get to the chair and you know basically save the multiverse um honestly like i said it's one of the most well-written flash conclusions if that's like the conclusion that we get to the next flash saga or the next flash era um and it obviously is a it's a one shot within a bigger universe so it added so much like feeling to the the dark knights dark metals multiverse or death metal multiverse um so yeah i, I really enjoyed it i really enjoyed josh williamson's run Obviously, you know, congratulate him. I think he was just shy of 50. I, I think if maybe you count the one shot in the annual he wrote, he, he ends up being at 50. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, and I'm not a huge flash mark, so for me to, to kind of waste a ton of time talking about it on here, I mean, <laughs> shows magic. Well, thank, thank goodness that we're not recording at your house and Tyler is not with us because – you want to talk about a flash mark. That is the kid that flash is his guy, man. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to this past week's, uh, pools, uh, a little bit more in depth. Uh, I'll just, I'll start with the ones that I'm not going to dive too deep into, uh, multiverse ends. Um, in retrospect, like I said, compared to speed metals, 
it was a good tie-in. It was a cool tie-in because they had all these like random multiverse heroes. Um, you got a lot of Green Lantern in that book too. Um, you got Simon, you got Baz, or Simon Baz, you got uh, Cruz, you got uh, Gar- you got Guy Garner, you got um, Kyle Rayner. All those lanterns were represented um, in the book, and they were all doing different things, so it was pretty cool. Um, but you also got like just random like speedsters and you know just people like you don't you're not used to seeing. Um, but you also got Owlman, um, and so just a brief summary basically. Uh, John Stewart gets captured by Owlman, and Al and John Stewart has to convince Owlman to help them destroy the towers that are powering Perpetua and her dark multiverse energy, so to speak. And he keeps talking this and the third. Well, he keep you know John Stewart tells the story of the Batman who laughs, who's supposed to be the most evil version of Batman, like in the multiverse. Well, Owlman thinks he's the most evil version of Batman. You know what I mean? Like that's what he was created right. for. He, yeah. that's, he's the opposite of Batman. Right. But he is Batman. He's the he's the crime he's a crime syndicate yeah, uh, version Batman. So right. he basically says, you know, I'm the bad guy. I'm the worst bad guy. Like I'm the worst version of Batman. Like so basically he blows up the um he blows up the towers just to spite the Batman who laughs, not to help anybody, but because he knows in every major crisis, he's always died. But for some reason, he always comes back. Like when the universe re basically restructures, he's always back. So he realizes I'm always supposed to be the guy that is the opposite of Batman. He's like, and basically that would, that's what makes him come to. But the art is kind of very campy. So it's funny. It's like funny looking art. Like when he like when he's like getting ready to blow up, like he's got these giant teeth and these big like owl looking eyes. It just it added aesthetically. It added a lot to the you know to the book. Uh, but he's actually when he when he blows up the towers, he's blowing it up because all the heroes are fighting the Lantern Batman's from all the bad universe, all the like the bad Lantern Batman's. So like you had a um, a Batmite Lantern version. It was hysterical. I mean, he's the one that's like leading the charge. So it's like a baby Green Lantern Batman. It's just ridiculous shit, man. Um, and then, uh, so obviously Multiverse ends. Uh, Spider-Man number four. Like I said, I was going to bring up a Marvel book. So I've had, the, only, the only Marvel book I've read in probably the last calendar year was the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book. Um, I got number one, I got number two, got number three. I also did the generation Spider-Man book where it went from like the 50, like the sixties, the seventies, eighties, nineties, thousands, which is just a really cool experiment like type book that Marvel did. I thought it was really wild. Um, but Spider-Man number four comes out. I didn't even know it was coming out. I thought it got canceled because it literally pretty much all 2020. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Honestly, probably since last year was probably the last time I saw the book, like, number three get published. Um, But basically, it's Ben Parker. It's Peter Parker's son. Finds his suit, figures out, like, oh, my dad was Spider-Man. Because he thought his dad ran out on him because he's missing or he's been missing for years. But it turns out, like I said, there's other bad guys basically captured him and have been siphoning 
his powers and his abilities away from him in order to try and, I guess, regenerate some other villain. But uh, basically, Ben Parker finds a suit, kind of discovers he has abilities he's all, that he's always thought he's had, and he basically takes over the mantle of Spider-Man. Um, and obviously, I don't know much about the Marvel Universe, so I don't know how many iterations of other Spider-Men there have been, people other than Peter Parker playing the character. But if you're going to go like to the next generation of Spider-Man, it would make sense that if Peter Parker and Mary Jane had a kid, he'd probably have powers, right? Like, don't you think? You that? would think, yeah. So that like it sets up well organically. I like it, and he's he's witty, just like his his dad was. Like he's smart, he's funny, he cracks a lot of jokes. So it is it's cool to see like this updated version. Um, but like in issue number four, it follows up issue number three, obviously. But in issue number three, you're introduced to Tony Stark who's much, much older, and they go basically, they're trying to, I guess, save Peter Parker, and they they run into these basically mutated Avengers. Like, it, it, they're the actual Avengers. It's the Hulk, it's Iron Man, it's Black Widow, and it's, um, not Iron, sorry, Captain America, Black Widow, um, and Thor. But they've been, they've been basically chipped, and they're, they're basically zombies. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, Tony Stark and old man Tony Stark and this young Peter or Ben Parker, Spider-Man, basically duking it out with the Avengers because they're bad guys now in in, in this iteration. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting book. I think it's only a five issue series. So whenever I guess J.J. Abrams gets done writing the next Star Wars movie or whatever he's doing, he'll write another Spider-Man book for us. Um. But yeah, so obviously that's really the and I and I'm not gonna lie, I've been looking at Marvel releases to see if anything is rebooting that I can jump into. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to jump into a book that's ten issues in and then have to read all ten issues. Right. Um, yeah, you want to be able to start from the beginning and see where it goes. Yeah. So uh, Batman Warzone number one or Batman Joker Warzone number one came out. Um, it was basically like a collected stories issue centered around the Joker multiverse, so to speak. Um, so they revealed the identity of Clown Killer in this book. And I couldn't tell if it's supposed to be Damian Wayne, but I don't think it is. So the kid looks just like him, but he's got like an X cut into his hair. So I'm like, it, it, it looks like him, but it doesn't. But then he, he alludes to that Batman didn't save his parents. So that's why he's doing what he's doing and he's doing it his way um, in one of the stories. Uh, but you also got the John Ridley story um, that I, we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Um, basically, it follows Lucius Fox and Luke Fox like we thought it would. At least his, his initial story is following them. Um, but the art would it was pretty good. Um, and then the first story in the book, James Tywin actually... Um, he wrote, I believe, two. Yeah, he wrote two of the, the stories. He wrote the Clown Killer story, and he wrote the, the, the first story. So the first story is, so they, they, they cut the Bane locked up in Arkham, and Batman has got him strapped to all these machines, pumping the toxin out of his body. And uh, basically, they're, like, inside of Bane's head, and he's talking about, like, how he notices things, he knows what guard comes when, and this, that, and the third. And he really, he's like, you know, I noticed that tonight the guards stopped coming, and then 
he makes like a statement like you can come out of the shadows and obviously the joker steps out and the joker confronts him and he's like you know you had him at his at his weakest you had him at his absolute worst and you know you 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 basically wasted the best weapon you had by killing alfred he's like you wasted alfred on the kid talking about robin because he snapped alfred's neck in front of damien instead of doing it in front of bruce He's like, you could have destroyed him. You could have ended this whole thing and you messed it up. And he's like, he's like, I should kill you for it. And like, basically threatening Bane. And I, I would assume Bane's the next bad guy for James Tywin. I don't know if maybe he's going to try and clean up what Tom did with Bane or if he's going to try and make it to where maybe Bane is the fodder in all this Joker war. Maybe he breaks out of Arkham and basically takes the Joker out. But basically, the Joker threatens his life and says, you know, I'll come back and deal with you when I'm done with him kind of thing. Um, but he basically said, you know, there's nothing that there's nothing that can top what you did. Like, you, you know, you can he's like, I killed his kid, one of his kids, basically, you know, talking about Jason. He's like, and he didn't it didn't affect him. He's like, we 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 all knew the butler was the, the key and you, you wasted it, essentially. Um, so that was pretty cool. It's cool. I don't know. If I don't know how many of those they're doing. I don't know if they're going to do a bunch of them. If it was just a one shot, it was a good one shot. Like I said, there's other stories in it too um, that deal with. Um, there's a spoiler story, an orphan story where um, I guess basically I didn't really notice it, but they don't wear the bat symbol on their uniforms. So the story is they they end up going in and they take out some henchmen. Well, they they take the they steal the bat signal back because Joker had it taken away. Um, they go, they put it on the roof, they activate it, and as they're gliding off the roof, which is like the last splash, splash panel, they both have now have the bat symbol on their uh, outfits, and they both debuted new costumes as well, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and then uh, Department of Truth number one, which is also written by James um, for Image Comics. Uh, you should pick this up and read it. Um, I think you and me, uh, so we kind of liked Undiscovered Country. I think we both agreed like it was getting really weird as it was going on. Um, Department of Truth, it starts weird. So you're not surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's good. I mean, so it, it, it starts with Lee, Harvey, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald being interrogated about the assassination of JFK. And, you know, obviously we all know Lee Harvey Oswald was executed, right? You know? Well, he got shot by Jack Ruby. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he didn't live to see another day, basically. Um, as right. A, as a result of his assassinating of the, the president. So right. when the book opens, basically, there's this guy who he basically does research on propaganda websites and conspiracy theory websites. And he goes to this convention for flat earthers. And dude, it like if I could <laughs> okay. t- if I could tell you like a book that just summarizes modern society, it's this. But basically, you know, he's looking for like the elitists that are fueling these fires so to speak does that make sense like who's funding these services and who's funding like these these conventions and get-togethers and stuff well right you know he gets noticed and they take they basically take him like the the leaders they take him 
to their leaders, so to speak. And he goes into a room and he's watching. Um, obviously, he's looking at everybody around him, but he realizes they're watching a movie. And on the screen, it's Neil Armstrong walking on the moon, but it's from a different angle. And the, the angle that it's taken from, you can see a person standing in the background with a cup of coffee in her hand. <laughs> and so obviously that plays into this conspiracy theory that what? We never walked on the moon. We shot it in Hollywood, right? So these right. people, and he's like, is that like, now he's thinking in his head, he's like, is that real? Like, it looks so real, but it's not. It's this group is fueling these, the, the, he basically this group is the group that fuels the public distrust in the government and in what's going on in reality. So they make like these deep fakes and yes. people buy it. And people buy it. And this guy basically is a professor slash researcher who is, he, I, I, so I, I'm going to read it again. It was good. It was, it's definitely worth a second go through. I want to say he works for the FBI and that's his job. Like he dives deep into this, this nonsense. Yes, he does. He's FBI, but he, he's only a teacher. He, he works at the academy basically. So he gets gotcha. on a he gets on a plane with these people. Well, there's this woman at the gathering in a red shirt and like a red suit, and everybody else or a red dress, and everybody else is in like these like monotone suits and colors. But so she pops out in the book because the art's kind of gritty. Well, he's on the plane, and she comes over and basically sits down and talks with her, and like you know, he's like, "Well, do you know where you're going?" And she basically kind of says, "Like, I don't know, I don't know anything." She takes her glasses off, and she has no fucking eyeballs; they're just two giant black X's. And he like freaks okay. out, obviously, and then he looks out the window, and he sees like they're flying through like this plane that like of of like existence, and like there's nothing there, basically. And he looks out the window, he's like, "Where, where the hell are we going?" And the guy that is bringing him along is like. We're at the edge of the we're at the edge of the world. We try to tell you that the earth is flat. Like da 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 da. Well, he ends up land they end up landing in like Antarctica or some like frozen tundra. And all these people, these elitists get off the plane and they're met by somebody who I guess ends up being an agent of the Department of Truth, and she basically just murders them all. And she saves him and takes him back. And then obviously, you know, she 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 dives into like the conversation with them about what's what's actually going on and like none of the shit you saw was true it's all basically you know fictionalized so people basically will revolt you know if you tell somebody that the government's been lying to you enough they're not going to believe the government in anything um right so and then at the end of it he's like you know you never introduced me like you introduce yourself to me talking to the guy who's with the agent that brought him back. And he goes, oh, I'm Lee Harvey Oswald. You now work for the Department of Truth. Jesus. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, God, that was a good cliffhanger. So like, nice. So basically, yeah, I'm so, going to have to pick this book up. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, fu it's, it's, it's fucking good. So it makes me mad, though. So this book's really good. He's also writing um, Something is Killing the Children for, for Boom Comics. And... I'm like, fuck, now I want to go get that book. But I'm looking it up online. If I want a number one, like, fifth print, it's like 100 bucks. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Holy crap. Yeah, dude, it's super popular. So I'm telling you right now, I bought two 
copies of Department of Truth just for this reason. Because when it's when it blows up and everybody freaking loves it, I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna have it so I can sell it. Um, Third Eye actually has it. Third Eye actually has a limited 500 run variant for their store. I thought about going down. You can actually get a bundle. I think it's like a hundred bucks, and you get all the variants. Um, yeah. So definitely, definitely need to pick up Department of Truth, and it's obviously issue number one. So it's something that we can we can start to follow along, just like we've been doing for you know Undisputed Country, Batman, and and Three Jokers. But speaking of Three Jokers, fuck yes, God, this book is so good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed this uh, this week's read. It was uh, it was good, man. Like, and it was uh, it's lengthy too. Yes. Like, there's a lot there's a lot that gets covered in yes. this in this uh, issue. Yeah, obviously you get you know, get you get uh, sorry you get Jason and Barbara Barbara having their moment, um, which I was kind of like which, I was like interesting. Yeah, it's because you're always used to Barbara and Dick. You know what I mean? You're not right. you're not used to Jason getting any sort of love or affection. Um and then obviously you also well, and well and Barbara's like, it was just a moment. And he's like, Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, whatever you say. Um but then obviously, you know, Batman's reluctancy to turn Jason in and basically saying like somebody needs to be there for him, like finally, like we can't just turn him in and turn him over. Well, well, yeah, and and you have Bruce, you know, really going to this like I, I I put him in the ground, and I've never been able to reconcile that. Yes, because turns out he wasn't dead. Yeah, and and that's that's always been eating at him. So yeah. uh, and he and 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 I think the thing though too was with uh with Barbara, she her her moral compass is getting the not really getting the better. She's she's right. They should turn Jason in. He murdered the Joker. But Bruce is like, he's been through a lot. It's the Joker. Like, he's justifying the action, which is interesting. And Bruce, even even in his response, because where she's like, he killed the Joker, and Bruce is like, no, he killed a Joker. Yes. Like, that was was how he, that's how he rationalized it. It's not his Joker. So that was also another interesting thing. So at the beginning, I was like, yeah, obviously they open up with the Joker going back home to have dinner. And I was like, is this real? I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. Like, you know what it reminded me of? And, well, you, you're fucking not caught up. You'll you'll realize what it reminds you of when you start watching The Boys. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that like page or two of panels literally reminds me exactly of what's happening on The Boys right now on, on season two with one of the side yeah, stories. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, it's it's just all maybe, but yeah, I, like like you, I'm reading this. I was like, is this actually happening? And then you know, then obviously you know the other Joker comes in and yeah, and he's a dick. Kind of, yeah, he is. He's an absolute and he's just kind of, He just comes in. And he's like, he just ruins it. Like yeah. you know, and uh, and, well, which one is he? He's he, that's the. That's the comedian one, right? No, the comedian was killed last. Yeah, no, no, no. The comedian was the one that was imagining his family. The criminal gotcha. is the one that interrupted him. The clown is the one that was murdered yeah. in issue number one. Right. Um, gotcha. And then obviously, you know, they they they're investigating the murder of the guy of the the, the corrupt uh, attorney, and he's like, you know, there's only one guy that I know would you know be interested in this and. 
He obviously runs the prints to find out it's it's Joe Chill, who we all know is the person that killed Batman's parents, at least presumably. And then obviously, right. obviously, we get the end where it's like you know the Joker breaks him out of prison just so he can, I guess, get a confession. At this point, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Joker's looking for from him. Um, but yeah, it, it it was weird because he's like, you know, why did you really kill Martha and, and Thomas Wayne? And you're like, well, I thought we've gone over this. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so, I guess we'll see. <laughs> and obviously, the next issue is the last issue. So right. So I mean, I'm excited for it. I obviously got to wait a month for it, but uh, it, I like I said, dude, this is this is a this is how Batman should be written. It's captivating. It's detailed. It, it 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 it's paying homage to the right things. Like, there's no reason that Batman can't be written this way in in the regular. Well, and like I've said before, you know, in, in previous issues, it's you know what if if DC went back to one book a month, you know, instead of doing biweekly releases. You probably you, you you would kind of probably would get these stories. So I got a question. You know where would you would you be willing to pay ten dollars ten dollars for this book if it was just uh, once if it was just once a month? Yeah, because I mean, what is it? It'll, average price is what four ninety nine, yeah. three ninety nine, four ninety nine for a book. So yeah, I mean, if it's if it's essentially because it's it's like a double issue almost. Yeah, you know uh, because of how many pages you get. I would pay as much. So as, yeah. I would pay as much as fifteen yeah. bucks. I think for for this book, this quality of book, I would pay fifteen bucks a month if this was like an ongoing series. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you you couldn't get away with this with uh, with certain superheroes, right? Or or you have to severely cut back on the amount of stories. That's the only yeah. way I think you get a, get get to it. But yeah, I mean, ten dollars for for what was essentially a double issue at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I could do that once yeah, a month. The reason why the reason why I asked that question or posed that question is because I think that's the only way DC could plausibly go to one issue a month. You know what I mean? Because they got to make up the, right. their profit margin somehow. You got to figure if they give me three Batman books, that's if they're four. If I'm buying the four ninety nine cover, that's fifteen dollars. You know what I mean? So like right. like they got to make that up on, on the dollar somewhere. Um, so like I said, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. If they were this good with this much detail and this much like effort put into them, yeah, just drop me to one book a month and I'll, I'll be happy. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm excited. I got all of the, the, the base covers. So I'm, I'm confused. So my comic shop usually does 50% off on variants in the first issue he did give me a discount because obviously I go there quite often and, you know, I spend a good amount of money. So I got a, a decent discount on the, the one in 100. But he was like, you know, we're trying to not, like the bigger books, we're trying to not do that 50% discount that we normally do because obviously they want to make, make some profit on it. Um, right. But I was like, I was looking at it the other day and I'm like, so I actually did order, I got the one in 25 on eBay for like $10 less than what it was at the store. Um, and I can get it for $12 less for the one in 100 on um, New York or at Midtown. But I'm waiting because I think I can probably get it cheaper on eBay. But if I walk in on 
on Wednesday and it's still there, I'm going to walk up and be like, hey, is this 50% off? Because if it is, I'll buy it right now. Because I, like I said, I want to have all the covers. And he's actually getting uh, – he he told me he would order enough of the second printing so I can get that not only get the second printing cover because it's a completely separate cover, but also get the the black and white version of it too. So my comic shop looks out for me, and I'm just trying, like I said, trying to get everything for the best dollar like everybody else is out there. But I don't want to spend, you know, too much over market value if that makes sense. Because I was willing to do yes. it for book one just to make sure I had it. But now, like, I'm looking at it online, and book one doesn't even go for 60 bucks. I paid 100 and, Christ, like 160, I think. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what's coming out next week, uh, we'll move on. That, that kind of wraps up my, our takes and breakdowns of as far as what we're, we've read. Um, as far as what's coming out, I say next week, today. As far as what's out on shelves today, um, you get Batman 100, um, which has a bazillion covers. And I'm usually the guy. I go out and get them all. I just can't bring myself to do it. Stores are selling certain exclusives for like 30 bucks. I'm like, screw it. It, it, it is not that worth that much to me. Now, I am right. looking for, I think Midtown, is. I'm going to get theirs. Their cover is, um, oh, shit, what's his name? He did um he did Batman the Damned. How am I how am I how am I not getting his name? It's Azarello and Fuck. So yeah, so the the, the artist who did, who did Batman the Damned, he does he does most of Midtown's uh and I like the the cover he's got. It's basically Batman in the shadows, but the actual Batman logo is kind of like translucent in front of him. So you like transparent, so you can kind of see through it. It's a sweet, it's a sweet okay. cover. I'm gonna get all the covers my store has, um, on on Wednesday, but I'm not gonna like go out and get. I'm uh, Jorge Mendez sent sent out a picture. I counted. I think there's like 40 covers. Um, That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you also get Justice League number 54, which is Doom Metal Part Two for the Dark Knight's Death Metal series. Um, so it's another tie-in. The first one was good, so I'm hoping this one is equally as good because that was what reintroduced Lex Luthor and how they were going to take down the Batman Who Laughs. Um, deceased number, deceased Dead Planet number four. Tom Taylor's back on. You know, we're back on track with him, so I'm excited for that. And then we get uh, two new, I, I guess, two books that I think would be kind of off the beaten path for what we normally cover, but it is spooky season, so the Swamp Thing Halloween special. And then we get American Vampire number one, um, or American Vampire 1976 number one. I'm admittedly not a big Scott Snyder fan, but reading the details and like the synopsis of what the story is, and I know American Vampire is a very popular book by him, I'm interested in it. Because I do like, an, as much as we find undisco Undiscovered Country extremely weird, I do like it. You know, I don't have any real issues with it. Right. Um, well, oh, uh, we're also getting, I don't know if you have this on your list, but uh, uh, Draken, uh, number two. Okay. That comes out today also. Okay. At least I'm pretty sure it does. So. Um, let me see something. Da, 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 Wonder Woman. So, yeah, so let's see here. Let's see for 
next week. So that that was our our releases for for today. For next week, it is Detectives Ten Twenty Eight. Um, I guess this would uh, answer my question if Tomasi is staying on. Yep, he is. God damn it. <laughs> uh, we finally, we finally get the Dark Knight's Death Metal's number four. Like we actually get the Death Metal book. So, um, Justice League Odyssey finishes up with issue number twenty-five. Oh shit! We get Rorschach number one. All righty. Well, oh. so that that's that's definitely our highlight book for the for the following week. Um, Green Lantern season number two, number eight. Uh, yep, finally. <laughs> yep, and then DC: The Doomed and the Damned, number one. I don't know what this is. Hmm. It, Gonna need to look this up. It looks. It's an eighty-page giant. Ten twisted team-ups, straight from your nightmares, and it's got Man Bat. Wonder Woman and Batman on the front. So it's got to be a Halloween special, which DC does yeah. really well with. Um, but damn, I didn't know Rorschach was coming out. I got to fucking put that on my pull list. And I got to make sure I get all the covers too. I'm a big Rorschach guy. <laughs> big Rorschach guy. Um, so yeah, so obviously we, we have a lot there coming out. Um, let me see. I want to make sure I don't want to miss any um, independent stuff either as far as next week goes uh nothing for idw what about dark horse uh nothing from dark horse and image what you got going on uh nah, nothing from image Let's see. Let, let, let's give Marvel a chance. Let's see what Marvel's got. Amazing Spider-Man number 50. Ugh. Immortal Hulk. Last Remains. Part one of the Amazing Spider-Man reaches another landmark and we're celebrating Spider-Man style. Spider-Man just took whatever. So that's not, that's not something you can just jump into. X-Swords. Handbook number one. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like X-Men related. Yeah, so nothing from Marvel. Marvel Zombies Resurrections number three. They're just trying to ride the DC deceased wave, in my opinion. Um, haters. What about Boom? Boom's your... Uh, so uh, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers don't come out until... Uh, until November. So we got a month before uh before I got two titles to uh to keep up with. Yeah, we'll so, see where they go. So yeah, I mean like I said, I guess I guess big news for next week is is DC. I mean, shit, they got a ton of stuff coming out that we weren't expecting to see. Um or I mean I should have been expecting, I guess, being such a big DC guy, but um yeah, like I said, I'm I'm excited. Um between shit, between Rorschach, Three Jokers, 
the the conclusion of Dark Knights, Death Metal. Um, obviously, uh, James and Jorge are continuing past Batman 100. So it's not like culmination. We're done. We're moving on. Like we're gonna get continue to get good Batman. Um, we get the conclusion of Joker Wars. So there's a lot going on comic wise in the next couple of weeks, which will be good for us as far as coverage and for you guys as readers and fans. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't really have much. Um, make sure you guys are out, support your local comic shops. Uh, obviously, we talk a lot about Midtown and some of the bigger sh stores that probably don't need as much help during this pandemic. But, you know, making that trek over to your local comic shop, picking up your box, subscribing to some of the titles that we cover here goes a long way for your shops. And if you're somebody... Yeah, I mean, yep. uh, you know, for for my local shop, the comics closet, man, like, you know, I mean, they're doing good, uh, but they could always use, use, you know, use some more, uh, more buyers or, you know, introduce people to your local shops too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, especially nowadays where, you know, superhero and nerd culture is, is mainstream. Like yeah. if you have a place that you like, like send them, send the people there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in supporting that look in supporting the local comic shop. I'm a big believer in, in, in establishing a relationship in there with the guys and gals at work inside the comic shop. Um, it, it's led to great friendships for me. It's obviously led to, like I said, you know, I spend a lot of time and money there, so they take care of me as much as I take care of them. Um, just make sure you guys are out there and, and supporting these businesses through, through this pandemic, especially the ones that are open um, and their employees are showing up and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're brave in the front lines, so you can go out and enjoy some entertainment, basically. Um, and obviously, we're not getting any new movies in 2020, apparently. Everything just keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So the next best thing, if you're a, a, comic, or a, a superhero fan, is the comics that these, these stories come from. Um, so, yeah, just make sure you guys are out there supporting your local calls. You know, as, as Diamond said, you know, make sure you're backing the comeback, so to speak. Um, but that wraps it up for me on my end. Um, and, and I got, I got nothing else, man. Yep. All right. So, uh, I'll let's make sure everybody's following us on Instagram at dad's got issues podcast. Um, Facebook and uh, Facebook and Twitter are both at DGI podcast. If you're not already a member of our group, if you follow our, our, uh, show page, there's actually a direct link to it. Join the group and interact. That's where we decided our previous uh, spotlight um, topic by doing a basically a showcase tournament of Saturday morning cartoons. We had a decent amount of interaction. I mean, each each show poll position had you know 20, 25 votes. I mean, it was it was it was pretty good turnout as far as that goes. So uh, just make sure you. Find us on social media, interact with us. If there's something you want us to cover, uh, we will be having a spotlight issue coming out next week, uh, Halloween-themed, so to speak. Um, so you'll get a spookier uh, episode than you're accustomed to, I should say. Um, but all, yeah. our, all our spotlights moving forward in the month of October will also be um, spooky season-themed. Um, so we'll be dropping hints, hints throughout the month of October for what our next spotlight issues are going to be. Just make sure you guys follow us and uh, keep up with everything. And uh, obviously, Charlie's our resident video guy, so he handles the DGI TV duties. Uh, I just put my pretty face 
in front of a camera and talk. Um, so, yeah, well, and like and we got we got the lost the lost episode. Yes, yeah, so we have and, a lost uh, episode. We'll, maybe maybe one day we'll release the lost episode. But, yeah. um, hey, you guys want to hear about something that happened? You know, like three years ago that <laughs> we never got to release. Let's go ahead and do that now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so obviously give us a follow on DJI TV. We do our best to try and post every, every other week, just like we post our, our, our issues on here. But if you can give us a follow on there, give us a like, a subscribe and, uh, um, leave some comments and some love, things like that. Share it with, with your friends and, uh, on social media and so on and so forth to help us build our following a little bit. Um, but other than that, I ain't got nothing else. All right, brother. Well, then, uh, let's go ahead and hit our music. Thank you.